Our worship teams are such an, such an integral part of our worship on Sunday mornings. We call this a worship service and, and they lead us in worship just as they did this morning and uh, we're just so thankful for them and begin the songs this morning, they lift you, they lifted me just lifted my eyes upon the Lord, so thankful for that. We can worship him, praise him, and also songs of profession and confession, like this morning. Good morning to you all. Good morning. Beautiful mid-September day, right? Somebody said it could get close to 90 degrees today. I think that's... That might be hotter than it is in Kate's Altenego today, right? Where we have our guests today, Ronnie and Carol Ruano, who will be sharing in just a little bit here. Um, just a word about, for a few moments here, we want to get to them, but just share that we place our tithes and offerings in the boxes in the back, and we're just thankful for that opportunity to give. And the Lord provides for us. And we give, you know, he gives us seed that we may sow into his work. And it's all for the furtherance of his, his kingdom in the earth. And uh, we're just so thankful that we can do that. Next week we'll be talking more about our building fund. And actually we went over the top this last week. With 35... So we're just thankful for that. $35,000 is over, actually, has come in. and so. But we'll talk more about that next week. You might have seen the sign is out there, and it's lit now. If you have phrases that you think of that may be good, just uh, like email them to me or Pastor Dean. Um, and uh, we're, we're proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming the good news. We will also put some services up there and such, but a lot of it's going to be just to lift people's hearts as they drive by. Hundreds of cars a week go by a lot, probably a day, go by there. So, and just to let you know, we will be having a fellowship meal this week, uh, prepared by Adon and Maria and team, and it's a mix of American and Mexican. There's chicken tostados and chili dogs <laughs> and corn on the cob. So something for everyone, I guess, there to say. And then we do have a need in the nursery. This is from Susan Rock, our administrator. And thank you, Susan, so much for administrating there in our nursery. But it's for a DVD player that can hook up to a TV monitor. And so... You could talk to Susan if you have one that you could. And then the TCC elders are looking to install Gus Shogren in here as an elder. Comments concerning this can be directed to one of the elders. It's myself, Pastor Dean, or Kent Dudley. And then a word to Sarah. Andrew, Sarah, Joy, and Elsie Erholtz would like to thank you all for your prayers, cards, hugs, and support during this difficult time of Andrew's father, Keith, passing. 
and they say that we are so grateful for our church family. And so we just lift them in prayer. And then uh, also just remembering Tim Waller's daughter-in-law's mother is having surgery this week. What is her name, Tim? Dolores, and on Wednesday, so just remember her. That's uh, as well. Thank you, Lord, for your hand upon her. I'm going to get right to introducing the Ruanos here now. And uh, maybe you could just stand up here in just a moment first anyway. I'll come on this side of you. Ronnie, you can come up too. But this is Ronnie and Carol Ruano, and we knew Carol many years, Slimmer is her maiden name. But uh, I asked Carol this morning how many years we've been supporting her financially, and now it's Ronnie, and it's been 37 years. That's a long time. <laughs> and, and the thing is that we are partners with them. And what they're doing, we are part of. That's what partners are. They're part of what, what's happening there. And it's through our prayers, but also our financial giving. We give each one to them. At the close of the service, we're going to do something we don't do too often. That's past the plate, but that's for our special guest today. And we'll be sharing a special need uh, as we receive that offering. That'll be at the close of the service. But uh, Carol grew up on a farm near Volga, South Dakota. We knew their family. Her grandpa and grandma lived just kitty corner across the street from us. We knew them while we were there in Volga. And uh, Chris, my sister, became good friends with Carol. And I'll let you share more. Well, <laughs> let's give them one more welcome here as they... Yeah. It's on now? Okay. Yep. Praise God. Well, it's great to be here. And um, as Pastor Steve was mentioning, we've known the family many, many, many years. And we just thank God for that connection and just the, the quality. Uh, of people that they are, Pastor uh, Joyce, <laughs> the two Joyces, amen, Mama Joyce, um, Grandma Joyce, uh, amen, amen, and her husband, Jerry, too, and I praise God for, uh, for that time that we got to them, and um, in 1981 is when I first went down to Guatemala uh, as a missionary to start a school for missionary kids, I was a school teacher, graduated from South Dakota State University, and um, so I heard of this opportunity, and I figured that would be a great opportunity to go and help some kids, help some children, and help some missionaries. And that's been 37 years ago, and I, it's so much fun helping people and just being God's hands extended to the people that are in need there. I'll let my husband just share a minute here and greet you. Bueno, yo quiero saludarlos. I would like to greet y'all. Ah, es eh, difícil poder hablar en inglés. It's difficult to speak in English. Pasamos 11 meses en Guatemala. Uh, we're 11 months there in Guatemala. Y allá hablamos el 100% español. 
And there we speak 100% uh, Spanish. Pero sin embargo yo quiero o pasé aquí para poderlos saludar y decirles de que estamos agradecidos. But I want to come up here and just let you know that we're very thankful. Porque ustedes nos han enviado a trabajar a Guatemala y cambiar vidas. Because you've been part of sending us to Guatemala to change lives there. Y nosotros disfrutamos poder ayudar a muchas personas que quieren conocer más a Jesucristo. And we enjoy helping people know, so many people know Jesus. Y por eso estamos agradecidos con ustedes y siempre a mí me gusta contar testimonios. And uh, we're thankful to you all and I'd also like to share testimony. Yo quiero contarles de que hace dos años un, un, una persona llegó a estudiar al bíblico. I want to share that two years ago a young man came to study in the Bible school. Él había sido guardaespaldas de, de un presidente en Guatemala. He was a former, I was a former uh, bodyguard for a former president in Guatemala. Y llegó a estudiar al bíblico. And he came to study in the Bible school. Pero un día él llegó y se quedó en la entrada de, de ahí del bíblico. But one day he came and he was just outside the Bible school. Él estaba hablando por teléfono y yo salí. And he was talking on the telephone and I came out. Porque tenía algo más que hacer. Because I had a, a lot to do. Y hace dos años comentamos sobre de este hermano que aprendió la palabra y su vida fue transformada. And a couple years ago we mentioned this young, this young man and how his life had been changed, transformed. Y para que podamos ver que sí están siendo transformadas las vidas y hay un fruto. And so you can see that lives are being transformed and there is fruit. Este hermano, cuando yo salí, el Espíritu Santo me dijo que me, me esperara y le hablara. When I left the Bible school that day, uh, the Holy Spirit told me to stop a minute. Esta historia es larga, pero la estamos haciendo bien pequeña. Um, it's a long story, but just to make it very short. Entonces yo Esperé y pude hablar con él. So I waited until he was done talking on telephone so I could talk to him. Uh, fuimos a mi oficina y le empecé a preguntar y él me dijo, no sé por qué estoy aquí. And when we went to my office and um, we're talking and he says, I don't know why I'm here. Porque mi pensamiento es que hoy me iba a quitar la vida. Because my uh, thought in my life was that today I was going to take my life. Pero hablamos un buen rato y, y luego salió ya con otro pensamiento, pen, pensando que le iba a servir a Dios toda la vida. But uh, we talked for a while and his way of thinking changed and he decided that no, he wanted to serve God with his life. Y su vida ha sido transformada. And his life has been transformed. Y sabe que este año él tiene cuatro extensiones. And this year, he has four different extension schools. Y tiene más de 80 estudiantes. And he has more than 80 students studying with him. Y les está enseñando la palabra. Diez, él está enseñando 16 horas a la semana. And so he's teaching the word of God in different extensions, 16 hours a week. Y él dice, quiero más, quiero más. And he's saying, I want more, I want more. Son vidas transformadas. It's lives being transformed. Y por eso es de que nosotros les agradecemos a ustedes porque oran por nosotros, nos apoyan. And that's why we want to say thank you so very much to you all because you pray for us and you also support us financially. Porque así hay muchas vidas cambiadas, muchas vidas transformadas. And that's just one of many, many lives that are being transformed. Gracias, hermanos, que el Señor los bendiga. Thank you all and may God bless you.
Y para, y para los que hablan español, And for those that speak Spanish, yo sé que muchas veces vienen aquí hispanos. I know many times uh, Spanish-speaking people come here. Nosotros hemos iniciado una radio en línea. We've started a radio online. Donde transmitimos solo alabanzas, alabanzas y prédicas, enseñanzas. Where we're transmitting just uh, praise and worship songs and also uh, messages in Spanish. Porque en Guatemala nos damos cuenta que las radios cristianas ahora tienen mucho anuncio y solo anuncio y no tienen mensaje. Because we've noticed that many, uh, um, in Guatemala, many uh, radio uh, programs have um, a lot of announcements and announcements and announcements and don't have that much of music, uh, Christian music and the, the Word of God. Entonces, si a alguien le gusta escuchar la música en español, puede descargar la aplicación en Google Play y buscar Agua Viva Radio Shela. And so you can look for it on Agua Viva Radio Shela if you, in Google Play. And look in Google Play for uh, 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 radio, uh, radio uh, Agua Viva Shela. Tiene que llevar Shela porque hay muchas radios Agua Viva. It has to have Shela on it, X-E-L-A, because uh, there are many other uh, Agua Vivas or Living Waters. Entonces, gracias, hermanos. Muchas gracias. Que el Señor los bendiga. Estamos agradecidos con ustedes y de poderlos ver también aquí. Gracias. And so, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're very much uh, happy to see everyone here. Um, thank you, thank you. Amen. I'd like to uh, share some pictures with you so you, you know when we're talking about something, you get a chance to see what you're a part of. As Pastor Steve mentioned, Um, many times people think, oh, I'm just giving here to the missionaries and then they're off doing this. But I'm so thankful that here we find partners that were the body of Christ and we're take, bringing forth his desires there in Guatemala and Central America. And you're a great, great part of that. One of the reasons that we see the great success that we see is because there are people praying. And we're able to do the things we do also because there are people that are giving. And so we want to say thank you. Never take lightly what you're doing. Don't think, ah, it's nothing. It is very, very important. Amen? So we just want to uh, share some uh, pictures here. First of all, this is us, amen, and the ministry that we're working with is Living Water Teaching, and we're in charge of the Bible Institute, and this is, for anybody that doesn't know where Guatemala is, right under Mexico, right there, is where Guatemala is. Um, I didn't know where it was until I heard about going down to Guatemala, so that's why I'm sharing that with, because it's, you know, um, we, sometimes we don't know where different countries are. And then uh, the classes in the Bible Institute. Here's some of the classes in the Bible school. Uh, up on top I'm teaching. My husband's teaching that down here. And we have um, the associate degree and the bachelor's degree there on the campus. And here's uh, we're teaching there. And, you know, it's, it's so much fun watching people discover our relationship with a living God. You know, it's like. They're, they might be used to just going to church just to go to church, but when they discover God is alive and God answers prayers and God is, it, I mean, 
you can talk to him and he responds and he's there to guide one's life and he's there to help one and and then he has something in his heart that he wants done it's just so much fun watching those lives transform and part of the song, one of the songs that you were singing this morning, I thought was just so, so wonderful, you know, that we need to think of ourselves as God thinks of us. You know, so many times we think, you know, I'm a nobody, I can't do anything, um, I'm just one of a million or a billion or whatever you want to say, and we think that, you know, we're not valuable, we're not important. And, you know, sometimes we think, you know, why do, you know, I, it doesn't matter if I do anything. And that's a thought that many of the Guatemalans have also. They think, you know, who am I? You know, I'm from a poor nation. I'm from a poor family. And, um, you know, there's nothing that I can really do to make a difference. But I want to tell you, it is important what we do. And many people say, well, I'm just one. You know, what can I do? I want to ask you, how many people was Moses? How many? One. And he wasn't just anybody. He was somebody that his own people had rejected from being their leader. Remember that? And he was somebody that had to flee for his life from Egypt. And then God's telling him to go back to Egypt. And he, what's he been doing? He's been out in the desert or out in the, the, the fields taking care of sheep. He could easily say, hey, you got the wrong person. And I'm sure that he thought that. Because God came and he said, you know, I've come down to set the, uh, Israel free from Egypt. And I can imagine Moses going, go for it, God, you can do it. And then God says, you go. That wasn't what Moses wanted to hear. But again, it started with one person. How many people was Gideon? How many? One? And you know what? He was of the tribe of Manasseh, which is one of the lesser tribes. He wasn't from the tribe of Judah, okay? He was the tribe of one of the lesser tribes. And from a poor family... Okay, double strike. And then he was the baby of the family. Strike three. He wasn't out. With God. People with God, when God puts something in our hearts, and we, can, we trust God to see it come to pass, you know, anything's possible. Okay? And so if we go through all, all the people, how many people was David? One. And he delivered Israel in one short time through killing Goliath. And he was just one. And he wasn't just, he wasn't a one great man in the men's eyes. Who was he? He was the youngest son of Jesse. And when Samuel tells Jesse, call all your sons, his dad doesn't even call him. 
You're talking about an opportunity for inferiority complex. I mean, my dad didn't even, doesn't even believe me. He didn't even call me. He didn't even call me. He, when the prophet said, call all your sons, he didn't call me. Who am I? I'm just, I'm just more, just a servant, a slave. I mean, he had a whole bunch of reasons that he thought, he could have thought, Infer inferiority complex, I'm nobody. And then he goes to take some extra food to his brothers there at the battle. And he gets there. And how do his brothers treat him? Hey, you snotty little kid, go home and take care of the, sh the sheep. Don't be so proud for coming here and thinking that you can do something. Okay? He had a lot of opportunities to think, I'm no one. But he put his eyes on what God thought about him. Okay? We can't judge things by what they are in the natural. And that's one of the major things that we're telling and helping our students realize. Don't judge your life by things in the natural, but judge it by what God says. And if God has called you and put something in your heart to do, with his help and his ability, you can. God said it's not by might, it's not by power, it's not by human power, it's not by our natural abilities, but it's by his spirit that they had victory, Israel had victory. Amen? And so if you're ever tempted to think, I'm just one. Remember, Moses was one. Gideon was one. David was one. Okay? And they weren't just one great, educated, wise person. They were what many of the people around them wouldn't have expected anything of them. But God believed in them. And I want to just, you know, if you're ever tempted with an inferiority complex, think about them and realize it's important what God thinks about you. And see, that's one thing that we deal with our students on because many of them do come from areas where they think that they're nobody. But I, won't, I know that God can raise them up to transform the country, to transform Guatemala, to reach the multitudes that are round about. You know, and so we're constantly putting into them, who, who does God say you are? What does God say you can do? What can you do with God's power? And when we look at Hebrews 11, it was all done by faith. All the great heroes of faith. Moses, how did he do it? By faith. Abraham, how did he do it? By faith. And you say, but uh, you know, what's faith and how do I have faith? Trusting God. Believing God's word. Okay, God said that. Okay, that's the way it is. Okay? I know circumstances can be different, but God is the one who knows all things, and I can trust him. Um, so that's one of the major things we're dealing with our students, helping them, you know, the character and believing God. Just believe God and obey God in whatever he's telling them to do. Here's some more pictures in the classrooms. 
And then in extension school, my husband mentioned that we have extension schools. And here's some pictures of different extension schools just so you can get and see. These are like in 52 different areas of Guatemala, reaching out to the people. You know, some people can't travel to the, the campus. You know, and my husband's mentioned about the ex-bodyguard. One of his classes is from 8 to midnight because that was the time that the people could study. And so he travels about an hour, hour and a half to go teach them four hours, then comes back, what, 1.30 in the morning, something like that. I thank God for people like that, that are so willing to do whatever God says. And see, Ronnie and I, our, our focus is training the national so the national can go and reach more people. Because two people can't do that much by themselves unless they form a team. You know, and that's what David did when later on. At first, it was just him. Moses had some other people at first, but, I mean, at first, it was just him. It started out. And that's what seeing people join together. And so here's some different extension schools. Here's some more extension schools. Some more extension schools. So you just uh, Bible schools so you can see people in different parts of, of Guatemala studying the Word of God. And we'll go anywhere where people want to study the Word of God. We, we, anybody that's hungry, we want to see them receive. One of our graduates that's um, up there in the top, this young man, he graduated two years ago from the Bible school. And so the last two years, he's been going to Chiapas, Mexico. Well, he lives in Chiapas, Mexico, but he's going to some of the rural areas of Chiapas, Mexico, and teaching people, uh, pastors and church workers that haven't had any training in the Word of God, remote areas where there's no water. Uh, you have to carry the water. From, uh, it comes, you have water twice a week, and then you, with all your jugs and your, your mules and stuff like that, you go down and you... Um, draw all the water and to bring it up and no electricity. <clears throat> but he travels six to seven hours every week to teach these people the Word of God. Two years doing that, and he just in August, he graduated his first class of uh, Bible school students, pastors and church workers. Again, we train people, and then they go and train more people. So we just, to multiply ourselves is what our greatest desire is, to see more and more people reached. Part of our training is our training our students in evangelism. And so we go to schools, public schools, private schools, parks, wherever, present dramas, evangelistic dramas, and then speak to the, uh, you can see the, the, watching the drama, and then the three other pictures after the drama in small groups and talking to the, the young people about Jesus, making sure they know Jesus, their Lord and their Savior, and also if they need prayer for anything. So just, you know, again, multiplying ourselves. So we were able to go, here's some more pictures, you can see the uh, places. One was a military uh, academy where we went uh, to be able to teach the people, share about Jesus to many different places. And here's uh, some more pictures. You can just see, you know, some of the, the they just enjoy watching the evangelistic 
a message through drama, and they understand it very clearly, and it touches their hearts. So we went to five different places. that had groups of our students going five different places, and we saw four, lower 4,000 young people, mainly junior high and high school, uh, receive the Lord. And we just thank God for that. Again, there are so many young people, and if we can multiply ourselves so that they can go out, that just makes it we can reach all the more people. And then uh, our graduation, uh, our graduation is in November of each year, and so this was our past graduation. And uh, different groups that we had graduating, and then here was all the groups together of the graduation of last year. And this year we have an, uh, some more uh, graduates. Uh, we're just so thankful for people that are hungry for the Word of God and just want to know more so that they can help in their churches and they can reach out to the people that need help. Part of the ministry of Living Water Teaching is an orphanage. It's been going about a year and a half now. And uh, little children, we receive babies from zero to five. They can stay there their, you know, until they uh, become adults, but they can uh, just to help them. These babies, some have been abandoned in hospitals, some abandoned in, in, uh, alongside the road. Another baby was, they found in a cornfield. And, um, you know, just there's such um, need for babies. Part of this is because of the human trafficking. And so there's mothers that, you know, they've been abused and um, raped. And they just, they don't want to, um, you know, they want, want the, the baby. And so you can just to see uh, the fun we have with the little ones. And then our graduates, some of the outreaches they have, excuse me. We'll go back here. This is one of our graduates. She's been working, oh, it's been about six years now in the, um, with the people that scav are scavenger hunters in the um, city dump. And so uh, the children don't have any education because they, and so we're, one time my husband was talking to this one lady, and she said that her uh, four kids, the oldest one was 12, and he was the only one of the four kids that had ever been to school, and he had only been one year to school. And so it was like, okay, Lord, show us what we can do, how we can reach more, and thank God we can train people, and then they can go and do the work. We started it, but then they can continue the work. And so she's been working now. You can see in some of these kids with a, learning how to do a computer. They're giving out food. And two of these kids, these two kids here, are um, well, the 100 kids, she has 100 kids that she's, Sending to school, providing all their school work, their all their school supplies and clothes and and everything. And um, two of the kids were the top students, top grade, uh, high you know grade point in their in their school in their in the elementary part of their school. And then three of her graduates now are going to the university. Something that was impossible for them. But praise God that uh, God, we, you know, like we have to teach them on faith because these things are done by faith. They're not done because, you know, you had a lot of money and you didn't know what to do with it. it was, but God supplies because God loves these people and wants to give them a new outlook on life. <clears throat> Another one of our uh, graduates um, is going into public schools, and she's teaching right now in four different public schools Christian values, Christian principles, faith in Jesus, and, you know, doors are wide open. I mean, there's 
more, a lot more schools she could go to if she had a greater team. But uh, we thank God for what she's doing, reaching the young people. Several years ago, somebody said to me, you know, today there's, the youth don't have any, you know, principles, any morals. And um, I'm sorry, but I just couldn't let that go. And so I'm going, okay, what, are we, what can we do about it? And um, started praying. You know, that's one of the best things to do is, Lord, what, what are your plans? And then um, God started opening doors. And Natalie, you know, our graduate here, she, when I was sharing with different people about the need there was, she said, I would love to do that. And so she has a group of uh, graduates and students that go to these schools, and they're ministering to 1,400 kids weekly on Christian principles and Christian values. You know, we can criticize and complain, but let's do something about it. And your prayers help these people. God, do the work in them so they can do that work. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and then a medical uh, campaigns, I think most of you heard about the volcano that exploded about three hours from us. And um, you can see how it was coming down the, the road. And here it's coming down the road, the hot lava. It was like a sand-type lava. And, um, and the people here uh, escaping uh, from that area so they didn't get, because uh, there's a lot of people that were, were, were killed or buried in that, air, in that area. We've also, you can see here some of the, how the, the lava sand just took everything that was in its way um, down the road. Here the sand, lava sand, um, it was almost to the roof of the house. Many homes were buried. People were buried alive in this. Um, and we've been going. Uh, here's one of our doctors, you know, rinsing out eyes because of all the ash and the chemicals and all those things that were in the air. Uh, here we had a, like a, a medical campaign, a medical outreach. And then in, in October, we're having another medical outreach in this area. Uh, to reach the people, to help the people. Not just the people that their homes were destroyed, but many people around there, their crops were destroyed, and what they had was, was destroyed. And we just thank God for the opportunity, you know. Everybody was giving what they, you know, everything they could possibly give, you know, food and clothing and medical supplies so that we could be able to help these people. And what you provide for us helps us to be able to provide for these people also. And then at Christmas time, we have a shoebox, a, a toy distribution, where we go to places and uh, children that would not have toys for Christmas, we'd share about Jesus, and then we give out the toys. So up here, we are sharing about, uh, have an evangelistic program. Here, the kids are coming down with their boxes on their heads, and here, the, some of the kids are going through their boxes, and here's some more uh, the kids with their boxes there. Um, just an opportunity to bless the children and let them know about Jesus. And then here, uh, some of our projects. One here is a radio uh, studio. As my husband mentioned, we have a radio online radio program, so a radio studio. We're just finishing uh, working on that right now. We just need to equip it yet. And then also... Um, there's a new housing that we're needing for our external students, students that come in for the weekend to be able to study. And then on our, um, well, there's different things that we mentioned in, in our newsletter. But I just wanted to share some of those things with you and that you're a part of. And we want to say thank you, thank you. Oh, we, 
There's some different ones I wanted to share that were completed, but we want to say thank you. You're a part. You know, so again, so many times it's so easy to think, well, I'm nobody. I'm not really doing that much. Your prayers are so valuable. Your support is so valuable. And when you give, it's like you're giving of your life. You're giving of the time that you, um, or the effort you made to, uh, to raise that funds so that you can give. And we appreciate that so very much. Um, God spoke, or Jesus spoke in um, John 15, and I want to proclaim it here also. Verse 16, John 15, verse 16, it says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hear one thing. Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he said, God has chosen you. How many of you know that God chose you for something in life? Amen? Your life counts. God chose you to bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain. But I'm not really doing that much. Whatever God tells you to do is valuable, is important. It's very important. And he, your fruit shall remain. You know, I, I, everything that's being done here at the church, God said he's ordained us to bear fruit and that our fruit does remain. Oh, but Lord, it's not that much. God is saying, you might not see how important it is or how valuable it is. But as you live for the Lord, obeying him, serving him, you will bear fruit. You know, there was a time when uh, I went to college at SDSU and um, played basketball. The Lord told me to play basketball. And because I did, I was able to reach people that, I normally wouldn't have reached. And today they're serving the Lord. And they have, like one of the young uh, the ladies now, she has a ministry. And she said the reason that she received the Lord is because of the example. And, you know, so we can all live as examples. And there's people that are watching that we might not know that are watching. But live each day with a purpose to bear fruit. You know, that was something that God told Adam and Eve from the very beginning. When he put them in the, in the uh, garden, he didn't just say, here, just enjoy it, just um, sit under the tree and eat the fruit. What did he say? He said he blessed them and he told them to be fruitful, bearing fruit, okay? And multiply and to uh, subdue it or have dominion govern. And so we have a responsibility from the very beginning to bear fruit. Amen? To bear fruit. Our lives are important. God wants us to be bearing fruit. You say, but I can't, I'm not you know, I'm doing that much. Even in your family. 
your example to your family, your example to your neighbors, your example wherever God tells you to go, your example and what you speak. God has put you to bear fruit. And, you know, God, is, what he does is he puts a desire in our heart. And then he gives a promise. And then he encourages us to grab hold with faith. And then it's done by faith. God does it. Amen? God is the one that is doing great things here in the United States, here in Ten Strike, in Bemidji, in the area, and also there in Guatemala. And everything, you know, if, God, if there's a desire in your heart, start talking to God about it. A desire to do something. Your, might, your part might be to pray. And again, we thank you so very, very much for all your prayers, for all your support, and all that you're doing, and all your love. And thank you for these 37 years of supporting and being a part of what is happening there in Guatemala. Guatemala is changing. And we thank God for the number of Christians that are increasing. But we want more. We want a lot, lot more. So I'd just like to pray. Father God, we give you thanks in the name of Jesus that you're our God. That you're our Father. And that you have a purpose for our lives. And part of that purpose for our lives is to bear fruit. And that our fruit would remain. Father, thank you. Thank you for each person here, Father. We thank you for what you are doing in their lives. And, Father, that each one will understand who they are to you, what you say about them. It doesn't matter if the world says they're only one and that they're no, not important, but to you they're important. And what they do to, for you is important. Father, we bless them and we proclaim your blessing over their lives in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Amen. Amen. We are going to be receiving an offering for this ministry here in just a moment. If you write out a check, it can be to TCC, and we'll get those together in a check for them. Uh, you can begin to do that, get that ready. And there is something specific, we'll get that in a moment, but Worship team, did you see how the song just flowed with what the word that came again this morning? And I know you didn't know what Carol was going to be talking about, but God just does that. Amen. And I had a question. You know, when you speak in Spanish, like in Guatemala, do they think you have a Minnesota Spanish accent? <laughs> I, I thought of that this morning because Daniel was in here, Adana Maria's son, and he says, people don't know that I can speak Spanish so fluently because I don't have that accent. But I just thought of that then. I wonder if you have a Minnesota Spanish accent in Guatemala. I would still... Yeah, I would have an accent, yes. A U.S. accent. Yeah. Upper Midwest accent. Accident. Aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. 
Yeah, actually, it'd be South Dakota. I South suppose. Dakota, yeah. The upper Midwest. Because yeah, nah. you grew up in South Dakota. Anyway, <laughs> just a thought. And sometimes people think I speak my, my English with a Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Carol, I'll tell you what, if you'd come forward here, and uh, you can just actually begin to receive those. If you're not ready yet, just hold the plate where you're at and, and get your check ready, but you can begin to receive that. But Carol's just going to share a few specifics about something they're working on that this may go to. Okay. Um, yes, some of the things, the projects that we're doing right now, one of the uh, major projects is in, uh, personally, is our apartments. God has blessed us with um, being able to build apartments uh, for students and for, church, uh, for the people that work in the Bible school and work on the staff there. And uh, it just, well, what happened was uh, 20 years ago, a pastor and his family had come to, to minister or come to study at the Bible school, and we didn't have any housing for family, uh, student families. So they were only able to study two months, and then they weren't able to study because they wouldn't have any housing. So I'm going to the Lord. I said, Lord, that shouldn't be. You know what he does? He says, believe me to build some. And I'm going, you're talking about. I don't have that money, Lord. Where? And my part is to believe. His part is to provide. And so we've uh, gotten those, uh, the buildings, the apartments actually built, but we're needing to redo the, the drainage system um, so that, I mean, just, there's just some situations, the drainage situa situation, where it needs to be redone. So we need a new septic tank and a pump and all that things that come with it. And then a dry, driveway and also, um, um, like um, carports because the sun there we're so much closer to the sun we're uh, 8,000 feet in the mountains and so the sun just really um, can devastate a car so we want some carports for some of the people that are living there in um, in our apartments and uh, then there's some other things that electric generator that we want uh, mentioned the, the um, sound or the studio um, scholarships for our students um, are some of the areas that uh, we're really believing God for to have the uh, what we need for those things our students uh, 37 of our students are on scholarships and so um, that means that we provide their room their their housing their food and their tuition uh, uh, for the year uh, that they're there but God transforms their lives. God transforms their lives. And uh, so those are some of the things that um, the funds that you're giving uh, will be going to. Amen. Amen. You know, I've had something on my heart before we leave. Uh, Jill, I believe you're supposed to lead us in prayer. Maybe Kristen could come with you, come up here. And Ronnie. Why don't we all stand up together? And some of you, some of you, come up around here. We'll have uh, Carol. We'll have you stand here, and Ronnie. And we're going to just pray over you. And we're going to have Jill lead. <clears throat> but yeah, let's have just a few of you come on up here and just uh, form a circle around them. So.
Father, with the finger, with the hand that comes from your God, we are asking for the hand, for the wind that comes from your God, to refresh a new fire, oh God, in the ministry. A new water, oh God, to flow. A new anointing, oh God, to carry them for tomorrow, oh God. A new provision that comes from you, oh God. The tree that they represent, oh God, we pray that the branches will grow. That the tree will grow, God. And that more birds of the earth will come and find a home in the name of Jesus. The table that they are setting, oh God, to feed the nations, oh God. Let the table increase, oh God. Let there be more cheers, oh God. That people will come and sit and eat, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, the funds, oh God, that you are providing, oh God, increase by your spirit, oh God. Father, open the, the, the windows of heaven, oh God, so that these funds they need, oh God, will flow, oh God, and find them in the name of Jesus. And Father, on earth, oh God, raise men and women who will stand, who will provide financially, O oh God. We will pray, O oh God. We will go with them in the name of Jesus. Keshete mahanda masetekai. Rimahanda makari arasanda. Rimahanda makataya marabai. Rikasa handa mayakata. Father, increase new fire, O oh God. An intensity never seen before in Guatemala, O oh God. An intensity never seen before, oh God. Let men and women, oh God, be convicted in their homes, in their, in their place of work, in schools, oh God, wherever they are, oh God. Let that fire catch them, oh Lord. And for this precious family, oh God, I pray for an increase in strength, an increase in, in wisdom, oh God, an increase in understanding, an increase, oh God, in their sight, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And above everything, an increase in, in intimacy with you, oh God. Let the voice of who you are, oh God, be clear for them every day, every night, oh God. They will never lack a vision, oh God. Your voice will be present, oh God, more than every other thing for the, in their hearts. Father, cover them with your presence, oh God. The enemy will not see where they sleep. The enemy will not see where they go. Because they are covered by the blood of Jesus. They are covered by your presence. In the name of Jesus. And Father, for every man, every soul that will sow into this ministry, oh God, increase their banner, oh God. Increase their storehouse, oh God. Increase them and their families in Jesus' name. Thank you for your grace, oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And everyone in agreement said? Amen. Amen. And, and Jill has a Minnesotan Cameroonian accent. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we invite you to stay for fellowship meal. If you have prayer needs, you can come to the front. There will be people to minister with you and
Ronnie and Carol, could you come to the back there just to greet folks? And God bless you. Praise God. Questions come and questions go. Was there purpose for the pain? Did I cry these tears in vain? I don't want to live in fear. I want to trust that you are near. Trust your grace can be seen in both triumph and tragedy.